There are thousands of people across the world right now going through a phenomenon that's known as a spiritual emergency. And you may be experiencing this phenomenon without even knowing it. <laughs> so what exactly is a spiritual emergency and how different is it from a spiritual awakening? And most importantly, if you are going through a spiritual emergency, how the heck do you survive it? <laughs> I'm going to get into these questions in this video coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the heart alchemist here to help you open your heart, heal your past and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell. So you get notified as soon as I publish new content. Now this week we are going into the topic of spiritual emergencies. <laughs> These are on the rise around the planet and I've been working with increasing numbers of clients that are going through spiritual emergencies and they don't even know that that's what's happening to them. Okay. So that's exactly what this video is going to be about. We are going to be answering four questions having to do with spiritual emergencies. The first one is we're going to define what the heck is a spiritual emergency. All right. So that's the first question. The second question is, what's the difference between a spiritual emergency and a spiritual awakening because they can kind of overlap and sometimes people think they're synonyms, but they're not. Uh, and then in question three, we are going to go over what the top symptoms of a spiritual emergency are. And I'm going to share the top eight that I've discovered in my work and in my own personal life. And then question number four is how the heck do I survive a spiritual emergency? And I'm going to share with you the top four tips that I have. If you are in fact going through a spiritual emergency, these four tips will really, really be a lifeline for you. Once you get finished watching this video, let me know in the comments below. If you think you're having a spiritual emergency right now, I want to hear in the comments below. Okay. On to question number one. So what is a spiritual emergency? The term spiritual emergency was coined by Christina and Stan Groff. Um, Stan Groff is a really, uh, a world renowned psychiatrist in the field of transpersonal psychology. And Christina, his wife is a psychotherapist. They wrote of, they've written extensively about it. And they're the ones that actually coined the term spiritual emergency. If you haven't heard of them, I highly recommend you're going to have a book popping up right here. And the book is called the stormy search for the self. If you feel like you're going through a spiritual emergency right now, this book is a must read. <laughs> so get that book for you. I'm going to leave a link to it in the description box below to make it easier. That's a must read. If you feel like you're going through a spiritual emergency in that book, they're the ones that basically coined this term spiritual emergency and a spiritual emergency is a highly disruptive spiritual process that occurs in your whole being mind, body, soul. And it's so disruptive very rapid and very dramatic. And it is disrupting of your entire life, even of your day to day activities. Okay. So that's what a spiritual emergency, that's the definition of a spiritual emergency. A spiritual emergency is usually triggered by an outside event or by something that happens in your life, usually pretty suddenly. So when you read the book, you'll, you'll know Christina, uh, Christina Groff actually shares her story of how she had a spiritual emergency and it was triggered by the birth of her first child. So it was when she was in child labor that she had the triggering of this, uh, of this phenomenon in my life. I had the triggering of a spiritual emergency when I went through a spontaneous Kundalini awakening. <laughs> if you know nothing about Kundalini, I'm going to leave a video right here on what Kundalini awakenings are so you can get more into 
to that. I'll leave a link in the description box below. But basically that's what happened to me. But it could be a Kundalini awakening, childbirth, it could be the loss of a loved one, it could be the loss of a relationship, the loss of your job, an accident, a life-threatening disease, a near-death experience. The list can go on and on of the triggers, the, the things that can trigger a spiritual emergency. But basically that's what it is, a process that is so highly disruptive. It changes your whole life. It changes your whole self, but it's very disruptive even of your day-to-day -day life. Okay, on to question number two, and that is what's the difference between a spiritual emergency and a spiritual awakening? So these two phenomenon, they have very nuanced differences. They are different phenomenons and you can go through a spiritual awakening without having a spiritual emergency at all. There are a lot of people going through spiritual awakenings and not all of us go through spiritual emergencies. So the spiritual emergency is a process that, it, that can occur within a spiritual awakening sometimes. Okay. Now the difference between a spiritual emergency and a spiritual awakening, when does it get so severe that we can, that we can call a spiritual awakening, a spiritual emergency, right? There are two distinguishing characteristics. The first one is time and the second one is intensity. Okay. So these are the two distinguishing characteristics between spiritual emergencies and spiritual awakenings. Now, what do I mean by this? So in terms of time, a spiritual emergency usually has a very sudden onset, sometimes from one minute to the next. That's what happened to me. <laughs> the onset of my spiritual emergency, I was in meditation. I started to have a spontaneous Kundalini awakening without even knowing what the heck was happening to me. And I remember my eyes were closed and as the energy circulated through me from one minute to the next, I opened my eyes and my entire world had changed. <laughs> I can't even explain to you how this is possible, but it did. There was some kind of quantum leap that happened to me in the triggering of my spiritual emergency and my whole life, my whole, the whole way that I viewed reality shifted just in a second. Okay. And so when it comes to time, the spiritual emergency is something that usually has a really quick onset and it usually lasts a much shorter amount of time than a spiritual awakening. Spiritual awakenings can last years, but I haven't seen people yet that have been in spiritual emergencies for years. Okay. So the time frame for a spiritual emergency is a much faster onset, whereas a spiritual awakening can go a little slower over the course of years. The, the start of the spiritual awakening awakening sometimes can be a little smoother, not so in a spiritual emergency. Okay. The onset is quicker and it's a process that's very fast. It's, it's sort of an acceleration that you go through during a, uh, during a spiritual awakening. Okay. So that's the time component. Then in terms of intensity, a spiritual emergency basically takes a spiritual awakening and <laughs> turns up the notch like 10 volumes up. So the spiritual emergency really is so much more intense than a general spiritual awakening. Okay. When you're in a spiritual emergency, you feel like you feel like your life is just falling completely apart in, in every way, shape or form. Okay. So these are the two defining characteristics, time and intensity. Spiritual emergencies are much more intense and they have a much faster onslaught than a spiritual awakening. So I hope that this helps. This helps you to kind of be able to, to diagnose and discern whether you're just going through a regular spiritual awakening and, and that's your process, or if you're in fact in a spiritual emergency right now.
For more on the process of spiritual awakenings, you're going to see a video popping up right here and it's about the top signs of a spiritual awakening. Go watch that video after you watch this one. If you're curious to go further into the topic of spiritual awakening, I'll leave a link in the description box below for that video also. Okay, on to question number three, and that's what are the top symptoms of a spiritual emergency? I've picked eight of them, so I have a, a top eight list of symptoms of a spiritual emergency, but I wanna leave a side note here, ding ding, side note. <laughs> and the side note is some of these symptoms, although I did try to consolidate the list to make them be very kind of unique to a spiritual emergency. They're not completely unique. So some of the signs and the symptoms that I am going to discuss here, you can also go through during a spiritual awakening, but you have to remember again, that with a spiritual emergency, there's the time factor and the intensity factor. Okay. So always remember these two defining characteristics and that'll help you kind of discern whether you are having a spiritual emergency. The first symptom is you have a complete and very rapid shift in the way that you see reality. Okay. Now this can be so quick that it becomes very jarring. It becomes very frightening for the person because in my case, for instance, using my example, I closed my eyes to do a meditation. And when I opened my eyes, my entire world was different. I, I perceived time in a different way. So time slowed down for me. Uh, my senses became hyper acute. I became connected with the spiritual world very quickly. All of this occurred in a fraction of a second. And that's, that's why it then became a bit frightening to me because I had a complete shift in consciousness in a fraction of a second. All right. So, and this is very common to have this complete shift in your awareness, complete shift in the way that you see reality and have this occur very quickly. Again, you can go through this in a spiritual awakening, but it's not as intense as it is when you go through it in a spiritual emergency, your whole worldview can shift from one moment to the next. So that's symptom number one. Symptom number two is your everyday life is severely impacted. Okay. This is, this is where things depart a lot from a regular spiritual awakening. When you are in a spiritual, an active spiritual emergency, things like your everyday life become almost impossible to do. So people will reach me. Sometimes they've just quit their jobs because they can't work. They can't possibly go to work. They can't even imagine getting out of bed. Sometimes they can't even crawl out of bed. Sometimes they can't even do basic things like take a shower and go get a cup of water to drink. That's how debilitating they can feel temporarily. The good thing is this is temporarily, but the everyday life of a person going through a spiritual emergency will be severely impacted to a point where they have difficulties maintaining normal activities of everyday life. Now, this is very different from a spiritual awakening you see, because there are millions of us going through spiritual awakenings and we can still maintain a semblance of a normal life, or we can maintain a job. We can still make money. We're still doing our kind of our regular life while going through a spiritual awakening, but not so during an active spiritual emergency, just everyday small tasks become just huge things. And all of these things just become overwhelming to you sometimes to a point where the person just wants to stay in bed with the covers over their heads. Okay. That's how traumatizing this can feel. So, so that's symptom number two, and this is very unique to a spiritual emergency. Symptom number three is that you have very rapid access to universal consciousness. Okay. 
Now, this means that it, you basically connect with the mind of God. <laughs> you basically connect with the mind of God. You connect with the mind of God very quickly. And it feels like you have this kind of downpour of universal consciousness into your brain. And sometimes it could feel absolutely overwhelming. All right. So you'll start to receive just enormous amounts of information. I mean, think about what the mind of God must feel like, right? Like the mind of creation. It is all of creation. And so when you're going through a spiritual emergency, your system opens up so quickly, so dramatically that it's almost like the whole mind of God drops into your brain. And this, this download, this rapid download of information can be very frightening for people because you just start to become so all knowing you, you, you know about the nature of reality, you know, deep truths about how things work and how they don't work. You know about love, you know about how God thinks, uh, how God perceives the world. So you tap very closely into the mind of God and you start to receive these enormous amounts of information. When I was going through this process, I literally had notebook after notebook after notebook of notes. Cause that's, that's literally what I did. I looked like a robot. I, I was just receiving so many downloads, so much knowledge that I, I just kept writing it down. <laughs> and at the time, a lot of this stuff didn't make sense to me, but it made sense to me later. And it's in fact, a lot of the materials that I wrote in those notebooks then ended up becoming materials for my videos on YouTube. But at the moment it was a little frightening to, to, to sort of, on the one hand, it was really cool to just kind of pierce into the, to the, um, nature of reality. But then on the other hand, it was highly disruptive because I felt like my brain wouldn't stop. My brain wouldn't stop. Sometimes I couldn't even sleep because the brain was just constantly receiving information and trying to decodify it and putting it on paper. And it was, you know, it got to be a little messy. Now there's a phenomenon here in this, in this symptom and tapping into universal consciousness. There's a little sub phenomenon that I want to talk about. That's very, very common. And I want to put it out there in case you're going through this right now, just to kind of reassure you that this is temporary and it's what's called the God syndrome. Okay. So when we tap into universal consciousness, very frequently, what happens is the mind starts to receive all this information and the ego begins to interpret it as you being the actual mind of God. And so that's where the, the God syndrome pops up. So a lot of people will say they sort of have, have, have this delusion, this delusion of grandeur that suddenly they're like a Buddha or they're like a Jesus, or they come down here and they have this super special mission that only they can complete. And they come down here to save the world. And they're another coming of Jesus. I've had so many people say this to me and, and they actually believe it at the time because when they're tapping into this universal consciousness, that's how the ego interprets the reception of this information. It interprets it in a very egocentric way because that's what the ego does. Right? And so, when the person taps into this universal consciousness, the ego can very quickly interpret that as being, Oh my God, I'm like another coming of Jesus Christ or the Buddha or whatever. So this is what the God syndrome is. It's just an overinflation of the ego that'll quiet down slowly. As you begin to understand that this is part of the spiritual emergency and you know, no, you're not Jesus. No, you're not Buddha. You're not less than, but your ego starts to kind of quiet down and you don't have these delusions of 
grandeur anymore. And then you begin to understand that you have, yes, a unique mission and a unique, and unique path on in this world, but your ego deflates a little bit and then you become more humble because that's really what the mind of God is. The mind of God is not arrogant at all. And there's no delusions of grandeur in the mind of God. Okay. So this God syndrome, is something that's common during a spiritual emergency. When you start to receive all these downloads, if you feel like if you, if you find your mind thinking this, that you're like on this special mission and that you're a super important person and that you've come to save the world, just take a nice deep breath, take a nice deep breath and perceive that it's simply your ego overinflating and interpreting this whole being connected to universal consciousness in the wrong way. Pretty much. That's what it is. Symptom number four is you experience altered states of consciousness. This is really common when you're going through a spiritual emergency, your system can open up so quickly that you begin to have contact with the spirit world. You can access different levels of consciousness. You can speak to spirit guides. You can re you can channel information from the universe. All kinds of things can be happening. You can be talking to angels. You can access and have conversations with departed loved ones. I've had so many people say this to me. So all of these, you can experience altered states of consciousness. You can experience different timelines. Sometimes you can experience your own timelines from the past. So past spontaneous past life memories. This happened to me during a spiritual emergency. So you experience these altered states of consciousness. And this is where things can get a little complex because a lot of times people who are going through this particular symptom, if they go see a traditional doctor, if they go to the hospital cause they're freaking out and they start to say, to tell a doctor that they're communicating with their spirit guides, this is when Western medicine then mislabels this as a psychosis or hallucinations. Okay. And people are heavily medicated going through a process. That's not at all a psychosis and it's not hallucinations. They are not mentally ill. And, and this is where unfortunately the Western world, the Western modern world is not prepared to be able to help people who go through spiritual emergencies because they this, the process of spiritual emergency is so often mistaken for mental illness. Okay. And so they're often diagnosed with psychosis, hallucinations, and all kinds of stuff when really what they are experiencing is altered states of consciousness. So they may in fact be communicating with their guides with universal consciousness, and that's not a psychosis. So this is kind of where things get a little tricky. Now I want to leave a side note here. Ding, ding side note. I always have to leave these side notes because I, I have a clinical background. I have a scientist's mind. And so I want to kind of use that clinical background to always leave these side notes. When I talk about spiritual phenomenon, I am not saying that everybody that has any kind of mental disturbances are going through spiritual emergencies. Okay. So I want to make this very clear. There are people who have mental illness that has nothing to do with a spiritual emergency. Okay. But I work with people who don't have mental illness. They have just been going through spiritual processes and their processes are mistaken with mental illness. Okay. But I want to leave this side note that I am not in any way saying that all mental illness, is spiritual in nature. Okay. So please let me repeat that again. Cause I, I, I mumbled a little bit here. I'm not saying that all mental illness 
is spiritual uh, processes or spiritual awakenings or spiritual emergencies, okay? But I am saying that very frequently when people who are going through spiritual awakenings and spiritual emergencies, when, there's, when they seek out medical attention, if the medical professional has no understanding of spirit or spirit world or even transpersonal psychology, they may mistaken these symptoms for a psychosis, okay? So that's symptom number four. You experience altered states of consciousness. Sometimes this can be great. And sometimes people say to me, it's so wonderful to be connected to the spirit world. Sometimes it's not so great because sometimes the levels of consciousness that a person accesses can be a little scary. So I've had people say to me that they see demons or they see dark spirit beings. They see all kinds of things. So it's not always pretty, the type of energy that they encounter, but this is one of the symptoms and it's something that can be worked through while you're going through the spiritual emergency. Symptom number five is that your spiritual gifts and your talents just flourish very quickly. All right. So when you're going, when a spiritual emergency is triggered, you can very frequently both have the, the spiritual gifts that you already know of. They can just explode and become much more intense, or you can start discovering spiritual gifts that you never even knew you had, and they flourish very quickly. Again, remember the time frame with a spiritual emergency, everything happens faster. So they can flourish or they can spontaneously appear from one moment to the next. You didn't know you could do something and then suddenly you could. During my own spiritual emergency, I started to channel uh, healing energy from my hands and it was something that I hadn't been aware of before. Okay. So there's a little, there's a little characteristic that happened to me, but for many of my clients, you know, things change. Some, some learn how to channel, some open their third eye, some can actually start to see auras or electromagnetic field around things. So everybody's gifts are different but they may flourish very quickly. And when they do, because of the speed at which these spiritual gifts flourish, this could be frightening to people because suddenly, you know, you could have, you could have not had any spiritual gifts at all, especially if you're not spiritual. Imagine this happening to a person who's not spiritual, which is happening also around the world. People are having spiritual emergencies without necessarily being spiritual. Okay. So this isn't just happening to spiritual people. So imagine how frightening it can be if you don't know you have any spiritual gifts and then suddenly they just open up and you start being able to connect very quickly to the spirit world. This could be very frightening and disorienting for people. Okay. So this is another symptom of a spiritual emergency. Symptom number six is the surfacing of unconscious material. When you are going through a spiritual emergency, your unconscious mind starts to dump out all of its contents. Basically, that's how I like to explain it and how I feel, how I felt the process within myself. Now, if you think this isn't so hard, <laughs> I want to, I want to remind you that the unconscious mind, it's 95% of your mind. So the conscious mind, 5%, the unconscious mind, 95. So when your unconscious mind, your unconscious mind stores everything that has ever happened to you. And here's a ding ding on this one too. It stores everything that's happened to you, not just in this lifetime, in lifetimes before also. So when your unconscious mind starts to dump old memories and by dump, I mean, it starts to surface those things so that they, so that they come 
come in to be healed. They need to be in, to come into your awareness of your conscious mind for the healing process to occur. And so what happens here is that a lot of times you may have surfacing of unconscious material that you had no idea, no recollection, no memory. So in this instance, I'll have people who from one minute to the next, again, remember the time frame. This is very quickly. It happens very quickly during a spiritual emergency. But from one minute to the next, they remember that they were sexually molested or they remember that, that, you know, something horrible happened in their childhood or like me, they may start to go into spontaneous, uh, past life regressions where they begin to remember things that happened to them in past lives. This happened to me and it was very scary. So this, this kind of spilling out of unconscious material, it's one of the hardest symptoms to go through during a spiritual emergency because when your unconscious mind, it's so big and so vast that when it starts to bring, to push all of that stuff to the conscious mind, your conscious mind can be overwhelmed and you can actually lose sense of what's real, meaning what's real right now, what's happening in your life right now, and what happened or what's old material that your unconscious mind is just vomiting up, okay? And so the frightening aspect here is that a lot of times we can lose grip with reality as this material is coming up because we start to confuse whether, wait a minute, is this happening to me now? Did this happen to me 10 years ago? When did this happen to me? And so because this is all this mishmash of material coming up, we can lose the grasp of reality a little bit, okay, during this process of the unconscious mind bringing up things. I'm going to, to, I'm going to give you a tip on how to work with this, but this is definitely in my own life and in the, and in the life of my clients, this is one of the most difficult symptoms to, to deal with because you have to be able to just let all that stuff come up and not freak out at what you see. <laughs> and that is way easier said than done. <laughs> okay. So here's another symptom. Unconscious mind starts to bring up things from the past and meaning things from way past. It could be even past lifetimes. Symptom number seven is intense emotional states. All right. So the intensity of the emotional states during a spiritual emergency is by far superior to a spiritual awakening. And it could be so rapid that it's, it's just so jarring. So I remember when I was going through my own spiritual emergency, I could feel, you know, happiness in one minute. And then literally 60 seconds later, I'd be in despair. I'd be feeling despair. And it was this, this just mind blowing quick, uh, shift in emotional states that was very, um, it was very ungrounding for me. I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't understand how it was possible for me to feel happiness in one moment and despair in the next one. Like, how is that possible? And the reason that this is happening, it's very similar to the symptom that I talked about before where the unconscious mind is spilling out content your emotional body is doing the same thing. And so what your emotional body is doing during a spiritual emergency is it's pushing to the surface emotional content that may have been repressed somewhere in your system. And again, it doesn't have to just be emotional content from this lifetime. It could be from lifetimes before. So your emotional body and your aura starts to expel all of this emotional content and you could perceive it as these really sh rapid, intense shifts in emotional state. One minute you could be happy. The next minute you could be crying on the floor in a ball because you're so sad. And so this is normal. It's it could be frightening, but it's normal. And now that you know that this is a symptom, you'll be able to work with this a little bit more easily. Symptom number eight is bizarre physical symptoms. 
Now this one here, um, I've, there's just so many, I can't list them all, but they're very strange. I've had people say to me that they feel energy buzzing all over the place. I've had people say their body vibrates. In my own life, I would have waves of energy coming up and down. I would, I would get goosebumps because when I would feel a spiritual presence, I'd get goosebumps like on one side of my arm if the, if the, if the spiritual energy were here on, on this side. Or um, I would close my eyes and I'd have access to a lot of images. Um, there's just a ton of different things. I, I, I experienced intense heat, like I felt like I was incinerating. Some people will tell me they experience really rapid uh, body temperature changes. Sometimes it can go in, in from bizarre physical symptoms that go from like aches and pains and all these kinds of different things. It could go all the way into actually diagnosed medical conditions that people go through during spiritual emergencies. So it's not uncommon for people to be diagnosed with a physical disease for their bodies to actually break down into disease during a spiritual emergency. It's not uncommon. It didn't happen to me and it hasn't happened. I think it's only happened to two or three of my clients where they were actually, they had to go to the hospital and they were diagnosed with a medical condition that then had to be treated with regular Western medicine because it was something that really needed to be addressed, okay? But these, these physical symptoms were a consequence of them being in a spiritual emergency and their bodies having to go through all of these spiritual changes in such a quick amount of time. Okay, on to question number four, and that is how do I survive a spiritual emergency? Okay, so there's tons of tips that I could give you, but when I started to review the tips and, and the things that I work with clients and what worked in my own life, I came up with four of my top tips that if you follow these four tips religiously, it, it's just, it's going to transition your spiritual emergency much quicker with much more peace and calm for you, okay? So here are the, my top four tips for being able to survive a spiritual emergency. Tip number one is to calm the fear. <laughs> this one is crucial. This is so crucial and sometimes not easy and it sometimes takes a little bit of time. When you are, when, when a spiritual emergency is triggered, you have so much going on in your life so quickly, it's so disruptive that it can actually overwhelm you. And when you feel overwhelmed, you start to feel fear. So you could be terrified. You could feel terrified when you're going through a spiritual emergency. Now, but now that you're watching this video, hopefully this will help calm you down because you'll know what you're going through. And it is crucial for you to calm the fear because if you don't calm the fear, your system is going to go into overdrive and, and the, the whole process is going to be so much harder. You may actually have panic attacks and anxiety and God knows what because your system is already going through a difficult process during a spiritual emergency. When you add the emotion fear on top of it, it only takes the system into overdrive. Fear is a very toxic energy and a toxic emotion for the human nervous system, okay? So the, the, the emotion fear wasn't made to be in our bodies for too long. Our bodies cannot withstand stress for a very long time. They start to break down. Our nervous systems are just so sensitive to stress and fear. So it's essential for you to calm the fear down, 
Do everything that you possibly can to soothe yourself, okay? And just watching this video and going through the symptoms and, and hearing what I have to say about the spiritual emergency, this should already be helping calm you down because when we understand something, understanding kind of brings a soothing into the system. But on top of, of you know, being able to listen to this video and listen to the tips that I'm giving you, do everything that you can to calm the fear, whether it's breathing exercises, meditation, uh, just a bubble bath, talking to yourself, self-talk, soothing self-talk, anything that you can do to bring the fear down, trust the universe, talk to the universe, say, you know, I know what I'm going through. I'm going through a spiritual emergency. Please, my guides, can you help me? I'm really going through a difficult time, but I trust you. I trust that I can go through this. You see, start having conversations, not just with yourself, not just inner self-talk, but also outer talk with the universe, trusting that the universe and your guides and your soul knows what it's doing and just doing your part in calming yourself and bringing your state of fear down. You want to be as calm as possible while going through a spiritual emergency. Tip number two is observation with detachment. Okay. Now this was, this was, if, if I had to say it of all four tips, none of them are more, more important, but I remember this one to be the most crucial during my own spiritual emergency. And it's something that my guides helped me with so much. They would, I had this running mantra observation without judgment, observation without judgment. And the reason that this came in handy was because of the volatility of a spiritual emergency, you could be feeling one thing one minute, then feeling another, another minute, then your unconscious mind could be vomiting something from a past life that you have to deal with. You could be having physical symptoms. All of this could be occurring at the same time and it could be so overwhelming that the more that your awareness gets sucked into these various processes happening, the more lost you feel. And so when I learned to master this mantra, my whole spiritual emergency changed, it calmed down, and eventually I exited the process, it eventually ended. And it was for sure because of me mastering this, this mantra. So what I ended up learning was, this, this took a lot of hours of meditation, it took a lot of mindfulness, it took a lot of repetition, but I was eventually able to observe from within whatever was happening to me. And the image that my guides gave was of me sitting in the middle of a tornado. So the tornado was just going around and ravaging everything, but I was sitting at the eye of the storm, perfectly still, perfectly calm, everything was okay. And so I had to learn how to observe intense emotions that went from one polar opposite to the other. I, I observed it, but didn't get involved. I just observed it with detachment. And I would say, I observe, I allow, and I let it go. I would say things like that. I, I talked to myself a lot during my spiritual emergency. Um, if, if my unconscious mind started to bring up repressed trauma from past lives or from whatever, I would let the, the material come up into my conscious awareness. I'd observe the thought as, as disturbing as it could be because sometimes the thought forms coming up from your unconscious mind can be pretty disturbing and fear-based. So I just got very good at observing the thoughts, watching them from a distance, almost like you're in a movie theater watching a movie on the screen and you're sitting back on your chair. You never get up from a movie and go punch the screen or go get involved with the screen. No, because you know you're watching a movie. 
So you just sit back and relax and watch the movie from a distance from the screen. It's the same thing when you're going through all this stuff with the spiritual emergency. If, if unconscious thoughts start to surface and they're disturbing and they're disorienting and they make no sense whatsoever, that's okay. You don't have to make sense of them. You can just say, Oh, I register, I observe, I'm conscious and I let go. Okay. Same thing with the emotions. If you have despair come up out of nowhere, observe it and let it go. Resist the temptation of wanting to explain everything that's happening in your inner environment. Because once, once you want an, a detailed explanation, it's your ego coming in, wanting to take control. Okay. And that's not detachment. So learn to observe the physical symptoms, the mental symptoms, the energy symptoms, the emotional symptoms. You're going to learn to observe all of them, but what giving yourself distance from all of these phenomenon, observing them from a distance, letting them be present for as long as they want, and then just observing them exit. Okay. So this tip is crucial. You have to become very good at observing everything that happens in your internal environment without becoming involved, without becoming attached or stuck or clinging to it. Okay. No matter what it is, no matter what it is, it could be a thought and emotion, a physical symptom, whatever you observe it, you register it and you let it go. Okay. So there's tip number two. Tip number three is ground yourself as much as possible. And I'm going to share here a tip that I don't think I've shared in other, cause I do talk a, a lot about grounding in other videos, but I'm going to share an extra tip here of some of a type of grounding that I had to do during my spiritual emergency, because I was so disoriented. I was so, I, I had kind of lost touch with reality in a sense, because I was being overwhelmed with so much material, so much inner material that the grounding sometimes was difficult. So I had days where I had difficulty even just sitting and meditating because when I'd close my eyes, I'd be off to a different altered state of consciousness. And so that wasn't grounding at all. So what I learned to do almost in despair, what I learned to do was I would go outside, I'd put my hiking shoes on, I'd go outside and I'd sit on the grass somewhere in the forest or, you know, on a pasture or just somewhere in a field, somewhere in a park. I'd sit on the grass and I would literally start grabbing things like especially rocks. Rocks were my favorite things. I'd grab rocks and I'd hold them in my hand and I'd squeeze them and I would, I would just pay attention to their texture and I, I'd squeeze them in my hand. Now at the time I didn't really pay attention to what I was doing. Then it all made sense later on. What I was doing was I was anchoring myself in this reality by using my five senses. This is crucial in grounding. Okay. You, when you use your five senses, that is the senses that are built to interpret 3d reality. When you use those five senses and kind of put your sixth sense to the side for a little bit, that helps you ground. And whenever I would pick up rocks and I would feel their texture and I would squeeze them, that, 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 uh, tactile information was very grounding to me. So you could use that. You could put your hands in the earth too, and feel the dirt, feel the grass, hold rocks in your hand. If you have to, uh, look around contemplation. So remember when you use the five senses, you're grounding. So you can use vision. You can look around, contemplate a flower, a tree. You can touch things, texture. The, the, the sense of touch is also very grounding. 
So exactly what I just helped you do, you can listen to the sounds of birds and, and things happening around you. That's also very grounding. So use your five senses in very simple ways. You see this, this isn't anything very elaborate. I would just sit on a field and I'd grab rocks and I'd hold on to them. And you know, this was, it may seem so simple, but at a point in my, in my spiritual emergency was that when I was really disoriented, being able to hold a rock in my hand anchored me to this reality and it was a lifesaver for me. Okay. So, so ground yourself in any possible way. And if you can't ground yourself with things like meditation, then start to rely on more simple things that use your five senses. Like the sense of smell, for instance, is another one that I didn't mention. Go up to a, to a flower that smells really good and just go smell. <laughs> okay. The sense of smell also five, the, one of the five senses. So it anchors you in this 3d reality. It helps ground you. So you don't feel as disoriented during a spiritual emergency. And the fourth tip is a super important one. And I left it for last so that this could be the last thing that, that you hear in this video. The fourth tip is to seek the right kind of help. <laughs> now the ding ding here is the, the operating word here is the word right. Okay. When I went through my own spiritual awakening, I had a clinical background. So again, I have a different background than maybe you did. So I didn't really seek medical attention because I didn't feel like I needed it. I didn't have any diseases or anything like that. I didn't have any, anything life-threatening happening. And so I kind of went through my spiritual emergencies sort of by myself, but I was never really alone aside from my guides. I also had a couple of people in my family that are very spiritual and also very spiritually gifted. So I'm fortunate that I could rely on them to help me, uh, during this, this more volatile period, uh, that was my spiritual emergency, but it's super important for you that you seek the right kind of help and the right kind of help is in the form of professionals or other people, other people that have gone through spiritual emergencies. If you could find them professionals that have either gone through spiritual emergencies or they know how to work with clients who are going through spiritual emergencies. Okay. So this can be shamans, energy healers, transpersonal psychologists. Okay. So uh, it's a psychologist that has an, a complete understanding of what a spiritual emergency is or physicians and medical professionals who understand what a spiritual emergency is and can help you with that. Okay. So this right kind of help. These are people that have been through spiritual emergency or work with others in going through this. There are a lot of healers out there and shamans who have gone through spiritual emergencies as part of their initiation processes to become healers. It's very common for people who have healing missions, who are here on the planet to be shamans, to be healers, to be spiritual teachers, to be guides to others. It's very common for those of us who have that path to go through this initiation that could be a spiritual emergency, because then it gives us so much experience that we then are able to help others with. Okay. So if you are going through a spiritual emergency right now, there's nothing wrong with seeking help. Please seek help. Don't cocoon yourself. Don't isolate yourself, but also be conscious about the type of help you seek. And I'll give you an example of why I'm stressing this. Let's say that you're going through a spiritual emergency and you call up your best friend and let's say your best friend isn't spiritual at all. They have no idea of what's going on with you. And you start to tell them that you're experiencing past life memories and you're talking to your angels. <laughs> what do you think your best friend is going to say in that moment for about 99% certain I'm 99% certain that they're going to say, 
Um, here's a number to my psychiatrist. You really go need to go talk to someone because I think you're having a mental breakdown or, or you're something serious is happening to you. You may have some kind of mental disease. Okay. So they will immediately, because they have no experience and no understanding of what a spiritual emergency is, they will very frequently kind of project fear onto you and they can make the situation worse. And then what can end up happening to you is you can end up being, you know, admitted to a psych ward or to a hospital heavily medicated when you're going through a spiritual emergency and that may not be the best possible thing for you. Okay. So when you're seeking help, go first to people who really, really know what you're going through and know what a spiritual emergency is. Now that you know the term spiritual emergency and you know that you're going through it, you can just Google spiritual emergency. You could Google shaman. You could Google energy healer. You could Google transpersonal psychologist. Um, you can meet other people that are spiritual that may have gone through this. So be very discerning about the help that you seek out and make sure that it's help that's experienced and will know how to help you in this specific phenomenon of a spiritual emergency. Okay. Now over to you. Let me know in the comments below. If you are going through a spiritual emergency right now, I want to know in the comments below. And if you have a question for my weekly videos, also leave them in the comments with the hashtag ask Christina, click here to subscribe to my channel or head over to my website and take my heart quiz to figure out if your heart's blocked. And don't forget these two videos that I talked about. One's about the eight signs of the spiritual awakening. And the other one is about Kundalini awakening. So these are going to be interesting for you to watch next. I love you. Beautiful soul. I am out.